FaithWire.com. Pro-life rallies the media doesn't want you to know about. Today's Monday, October 4th. 2021. I'm Dan Andros, and we'll have this top story and more on today's four and three podcast from CBN's Faithwire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them, all from a Christian perspective. That's what we do here. You can find us on iTunes. You can subscribe there. We're here every day, Monday through Friday. We'd love to have you join us. Joining me today, as always, Trey Goins Phillips from Faithwire.com with a quick look at what's coming up. What's going on, Trey? You know, when uh, on the, the day like today when social media is kind of dead uh, <laughs> right. facebook's down instagram's down it kind of seems like you're talking into an empty room you know like a, <laughs> right i don't know i think we're just so accustomed to being on social media all day long it's like what am i supposed to do after i write a story i can't post it anywhere. can't post it i know yeah it's, it's particularly <laughs> not good on that front i mean thankfully i mean people can find us other ways than social yes. media so uh, just that go is, straight to the source. Just go straight to the source, which you should be doing anyway. Don't let an algorithm decide what you see. Yeah, um, but absolutely. It's, uh, that's what we should be doing. But anyway, what's coming up? So we're going to talk about Fauci, who is saying that it is too soon to tell if we can gather for Christmas. <laughs> uh, and then he kind of changed his mind about that just a few hours later. I don't think the science changed. I think it was probably a little bit more political. But yeah. uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. And then reports are indicating another wave of migrants are heading to the border already. And this time it's an even bigger caravan than it was before. Uh, and then uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis today announced that his wife has mm. been diagnosed with breast cancer. So be praying for her and we'll talk a little bit about the details at the end. Yeah, sad, sad news there for sure. Um, let's store, jump right in now here, Trey. We'll go to story number one and... Um, there were some massive pro-life rallies in the past two weeks here in uh, Pennsylvania mm. at the state capitol. And if you watch only mainstream news, uh, you probably wouldn't know about it. So here's three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details. Thousands of people gathered in uh, Pennsylvania for the first ever March for Life uh, back on uh, September 27th, 2021. This was on the heels of another pro-life rally, the very same spot. So there were two pretty sizable rallies in the matter of just a couple of weeks the former was coming from Jeff Durbin, uh, a pastor from Arizona, uh, and his group End Abortion Now, and the latter organized by the National March for Life organization. They hosted the event. They partnered with Pennsylvania Family Institute. And so people gathered at the Capitol in Harrisburg. Um, they were calling for more pro-life legislation to be passed. And then they marched around the building. Um, several pro-life politicians joined in as well, including House Speaker Brian Cutler, Senate Majority Leader Kim Ward. Uh, Ward said that we're being a voice for the voiceless and a voice for the unborn because we stand for life. All human life deserves protection. Cutler uh, said that life begins at conception and we owe it to the unborn, the voiceless, the most vulnerable among us to make sure that we that we are their voice and to stand for the right to life at every opportunity. So it looked like a great turnout. Some pictures you know, definitely in the thousands there. I don't have an official count on that, but it was it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. So, so number two, why Pennsylvania? Well, several pro-life bills were introduced earlier this year. A Down syndrome uh, abortion restriction, a bill restricting abortion once a heartbeat can de be detected, and a bill giving parents the option of burial or cremation after the death of a preborn child. Governor Tom Wolf vetoed all three and he even released a statement condemning them on the very same day as the state's March for Life. And this is what Wolf said. He said, as I've said before, these so-called pro-life policies are actually anti-choice. They further magnify social and economic disparities within healthcare. 
and counter the notion of individual freedom and lack a scientific basis. Wow. As governor, he said, I voted, I vetoed three anti-choice bills that have come to my desk. Make no mistake, I will veto any others. Instead of rallying for policies that have detrimental impacts on Commonwealth residents, we should all be focused on policies that support women, children, and families. Well, that's quite a statement there from uh, Governor Wolf. So why does it matter? Well, for Christians, it's clear. As Durbin said at his rally, what makes us valuable as humans is that we're created in the image of God. And contrary to what Wolf was saying there, the science is clear that life begins at conception when you get your own unique DNA that is the blueprint of you. And you, yeah. the cells are forming and they're being intentional, as is the case with every time conception happens, a human life is forming. It's proven science. Happens every time. There's It doesn't, you know... You, you know, the, the, there's not fertilization and then a tree comes out or an inanimate object or something like that. It's a human being every time. It's just the very early stage of life. So states are becoming the battleground now, Trey. This is also an interesting aspect of this. And so uh, you're going to see more rallies like this um, that maybe aren't necessarily focused on the national level, but they go in for the states uh, because Roe v. Wade is not a law of the land. It is, it is a court decision that happened. And so the states are trying to say, hey, we don't have to, you know, there's no law to follow. Like, we can make our own laws on this. So uh, so that's what's going on. And, I, you know, uh, God bless everybody for going out there. Yeah, I'm always frustrated when I hear politicians or even journalists and news reports comparing or suggesting that Roe v. Wade is the law of the land. Because yeah. it's kind of become like the vernacular that we <laughs> use to describe it. Uh, but as you said, it's not. It's not the law. Uh, and states can pass pro-life legislation uh, if and whenever they want to. Uh, you know, And then it can work its way out through the court and there's all the precedent issue and all that kind of stuff. But all that said, it doesn't mean that Roe v. Wade is the law. Uh, it's just a court ruling, like you said. So um, you know, that should be encouraging, I think, to states that want to pass pro-life legislation. Uh, even if it's tricky, um, it's not as if there's no way forward. Right. right. Um, so, and then too, all this kind of stuff, when you hear like what Governor Wolf is saying, it just reminds me of, and you hear it so much with the abortion issue. It reminds me of that scripture that talks about, you know, you'll hear uh, lies that are, are peddled as if they're truth and the truth is, is going to be painted as if it's a lie. Um, and it just is, it kind of seems, it's just so indicative of how broken and, and topsy-turvy our world is and the brokenness that we kind of have to, we just have to live in, in this temporary place, obviously for believers. Um, but it just gives us all the more opportunity, I think, to kind of shout out the truth in the midst of all of this kind of stuff, because, uh, you know, life certainly does begin uh, when you get DNA, and, and that obviously begins at conception. Um, so just a crazy stuff. But like you said, great, great, great to see those people out there protesting. Mm. Indeed. So, all right, story number two. Well, in less than 24 hours, Dr. Fauci is flip-flopping on what he wants Americans to do this Christmas. Uh, so here are three things you need to know. We'll start number one with the details. So Fauci was pretty straightforward yesterday when he said on CBS's Face the Nation that it's just too soon to say whether people should celebrate Christmas with their families. Here's what he said. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell? You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. 
obviously he's talking about get the, the number of cases down. So the backlash, uh, as you would imagine, has been pretty intense. Uh, Sean Parnell, he's a combat veteran now running for U.S. Senate uh, in Pennsylvania, in your home state. Yeah. Uh, he said that someone should tell Fauci, we celebrate Christmas together with our families last year, and we're going to do it again this year. Uh, then Representative Lance Gooden in Texas. He said that since Obama had a big birthday bash at Martha's Vineyard this summer, the American people can celebrate the holidays with their families. Uh, and then sports commentator Joe Pompliano tweeted, Alabama, Penn State, and LSU all had 100,000 fans packed into their stadiums yesterday. Yet Dr. Fauci still says it's too soon to tell if we can gather for Christmas this year. We are living in two different realities right now. Uh, so number two, apparently all the criticism must have gotten to Fauci because he backtracked this morning on CNN. Uh, he claimed that he was taken completely out of context and did not suggest that people uh, might shouldn't gather for Christmas. So here's what he said this morning. The best way to assure that we'll be in good shape as we get into the winter would be to get more and more people vaccinated. That was misinterpreted as my saying we can't spend Christmas with our families, which was absolutely not the case. I will because be spending Christmas with my family. I encourage people, particularly the vaccinated people who are protected, to have a good, normal Christmas with your family. But just the way all of the other disinformation goes around, you say something talking about a landmark of a time, and it gets misinterpreted that I'm saying you can't spend family Christmas time, which is nonsense. You can't. So number three, why does it matter? Like Fauci at this point is known for flip-flopping. Uh, we've talked about that yeah. a lot. Uh, I also can't help but think, Dan, that from a PR standpoint, he isn't really doing anything to help the White House. Uh, I don't know anyone who hasn't kind of like moved on from his commentary, whether you're right or left. I just think people are kind of uh, frustrated with hearing him, particularly knowing he changes his position so frequently. Uh, as far as what's safe or not, we really shouldn't be setting the standard of a top-down decision-making process where the government, which is totally removed from any of our day-to-day -day lives, uh, is trying to dictate what we should and shouldn't do uh, with the singular goal of zero COVID, which is obviously, like we've said before, unattainable. Yeah. Uh, and then the mental health toll, I can't help but, but notice uh, that this, this has taken such a toll on, on mental health for so many people uh, for now more than a year and a half. Uh, and telling people for a second year in a row that maybe they shouldn't be gathering with their families in person is just an it's just an unacceptable position to have, I think. Yeah. And again, it begs the question as to why is he even going on TV at this point? If your answer to these questions are, I don't know, and I'm not sure when's the safest. But if your answer to that question is, I don't know, why, why are you going on TV? Like, What are you going on to relay to the American yeah. people. All it does is create that. Oh, here he is saying he doesn't know and they just want to keep this thing going, TFN. You know, he's he's a doctor. That's going to be his viewpoint. Is It's never safe until it's all gone. Um, yeah. So he's never going to, like he said, he's not going to want to put on a number on it because whenever he does, then they get into trouble. Then it becomes political. So, um, right. so I can understand why he wouldn't want to do that. But then what are you doing? What, what are you going on TV for? Stop going on TV. When, yeah. you go, when you've and got something to report, go ahead and come on TV. I can't help but also attach some of the blame to these journalists who like are like constantly wanting to ask that question. Like, I remember last right. year as the holidays approached and this year as the holidays approached, are we going to be able to get together at Christmas? Like, it's just an odd question um, for a journalist to be asking. It's it's almost like they they want that controversial answer. 
Um, and I mean, we know cable news, that's, they're a business, right? So they're, they're designed to get ratings and get attention. Uh, so, you know, that, that's part of the job. Um, but I think it's just all the more reason to, to not pay attention to the talking heads on cable TV, uh, all that much, just yeah. enough to get what you need and then probably turn it off and go to CBN.com or faithwire.com instead. Yeah. Agreed. And, um, I mean, look, maybe just maybe with Facebook down and Twitter having trouble and all these other sites, maybe we're like getting more out of things and out of the day than we would have. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. All right. Let's go into story number three. There's potentially another even more massive surge coming to the southern border. Here's three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details. I mean, for starters, why wouldn't there be another surge? Because according to reports, a large portion of those Haitian immigrants we saw kind of sadly, it was they were all underneath the bridge there in Del Rio, Texas, trying to seek shelter. Um they were eventually allowed, most of them, into the United States. And in some cases, with the help of um, charities and organizations, they their travel was paid for for them to go to the city that they wanted to go in, that they had relatives in, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so Homeland Security officials now say that if COVID-related immigration restrictions are lifted based on a, a district court ruling this month, then October could see a worst-case scenario situation at the border with as many as 400,000 migrants trying to cross. So an appeals court had ruled uh, late last week that the Biden administration can continue deporting migrant families trying to cross the U.S.-Mexico border under a COVID-19 pandemic order. So uh, number two here, aside from those COVID restrictions and maybe that being incentive, if those get lifted, then what just happened recently at the border with the Haitians is, is definitely going to contribute to emboldening people and would-be migrants to make the journey. Um, During an interview on CBN's Global Lane with Gary Lane, um, former acting Secretary of Homeland Security Chad Wolf said that many saw that recent flow of Haitian migrants into the U.S. And he said, I think you have to plan on that. There will be another caravan or two that come to the border. The traffickers, the smugglers, as well as the migrants themselves, they're incentivized because of the success of those Haitians in Del Rio getting across and now into American communities. They see it, that they can be successful, and uh, I think it's the Biden administration's job to break up those caravans, and they need to do that by working with Mexican officials and others. He said, he added, right now, they're not only encouraging families and minors to come across the border uh, because they've told them that you won't be removed, there will be no consequences for your legal activity for coming across that border. You'll be resettled here in the United States. You can go on with your life. That's that's the impression they're being left with, according to Wolf. So number three, why does it matter? Well, I mean, Trey, it's, it's obviously dangerous for people to make this trek, for starters. Just yeah. making it there, especially from the farther south you're coming from Latin America, South America, it's a, it's a dangerous trek. And there's there's kidnappers there's traffickers there's there's all kinds just just the fact of just being out in the heat uh, especially with little kids all of it's difficult and then you're not even guaranteed to come even though a lot of people got in um you're still not guaranteed to get in so you could come all the way here and then get separated from your family or um just turned around then what do you do so very dangerous situation and with that many people could get even worse yeah and it's so disheartening i think particularly as a believer to see these people the migrants coming from wherever they're coming from 
fleeing just dire straits and probably desolate areas. And they're just, they, they end up coming here and they end up being used as a political football. Uh, it's just kind of a prop that goes back and forth with politicians. And, and you know, they both argue with each other like, ah, you don't have the right solution or you have the right solution, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and I think neither side is willing to admit how complex this issue is. Uh, but certainly the the route that the administ- the Biden administration is taking right now uh, is not working. And it just seems so immoral to send this message, to, to give off this signal that you can come here like no issue whatsoever. Uh, and then uh, most of them end up being turned away uh, or in, in, in the other situation, like with the Haitian immigrants. So they end up being it's, it's such a huge caravan of people. They end up being released uh, and then they're held to a different standard. Uh, with regards to COVID uh, and job security, all that kind of stuff, than even Americans are, mm-hmm. uh, and and you 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 wonder like, oh, wait a second, how come they're getting these benefits and these freedoms uh, that are not even afforded to me, and and I'm an American <laughs> citizen who grew up and lived, you know, and works here, pays taxes and all that kind of stuff, yet I'm being held to more restrictions uh, than than these Haitian immigrants who come and are able to just kind of go freely into the U.S. Uh, without being tested uh, and without being required to be vaccinated. Um, so I just think it's it's a mess no matter w- how you look at it and regardless of what your political uh, leanings are. Uh, I just think as believers we need to be praying for wisdom, of course, for the people at the border dealing with this kind of stuff on the ground day in and day out. Uh, and then for the people who are fleeing, you know, whatever it is they're running from, because I know they're coming from all different countries, uh, just just be praying for them because, like you said, it's just a dangerous trek, and so many of them are coming with young kids too. Yeah. Yeah, horrible situation all the way around. All the way around. So um, that would be one thing we can pray for as well, that we just don't, we resist the urge to make political points out of these people going through these real situations. There are <laughs> policies we should champion that hopefully would make things better for people. But yeah, I mean, these are real people going through some tough times. And honestly, they're being misled into thinking that this is a chance for them. And it's sad. So we'll keep an yeah. eye on that story as it develops. For sure. All right. Story number four. So the wife of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has been diagnosed with breast cancer. Here are three things you need to know. We'll start with the details. Uh, So as a mother of three young children, this is what the governor said today. Casey is the centerpiece of our family and has made an impact on the lives of countless Floridians through her initiatives as First Lady. As she faces the most difficult test of her life, she will not only have an unwavering support, but the uh, but the support of our entire family, uh, as well as the prayers and well wishes from Floridians across the state. He gave that statement to Fox News. Uh, the governor went on to say that his wife, whom he married in 2010, is a true fighter who will never, never, never give up. Uh, so number two here, Casey DeSantis, that's her name. She's 41 years old. Uh, she's a successful person in her own right. She's a former producer and show host for the PGA Tour. Uh, and she and the governor have three children, uh, Madison, Mason, and Mamie. They're four, three, and 18 months. Uh, and Mamie is actually the first baby born uh, in the Florida governor's mansion in more than 50 years. Um, mm. So that's quite a... It's just interesting. I didn't realize that yeah. uh, that they had, you know, there haven't been, uh, you know, babies or really, really young kids uh, in the the governor's mansion in a long time. I think President Trump was similar with having uh, his son it was, you know, the first kid, like teenager, in the White House in a long time uh, before the uh, before the Obamas. So the two of them were the first to have really young kids there. Um, so number three, why does it matter? Like this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, so many families have been in, impacted by cancer, whether it's breast cancer uh, or any other kind. And as believers, you know, regardless of political party, 
uh, we should just be lifting these people up, whether they're in office or they're people in our families, uh, friends, whatever. We should be lifting them up in prayer and obviously seeking God uh, for healing for them because it's just, uh, we've walked through this in my family, the cancer battle, and it's just a hard hard road. It, it's, it's just, it takes a toll, I think, on everybody, uh, obviously the person who has the diagnosis the most. Um, so certainly just be praying for people and lifting them up and, and definitely keep the DeSantis family in your prayers. Yeah, indeed. And uh, man, I shudder to look. I don't even want to look at Twitter and look at that story on Twitter because I already know. Yeah. I already know this is probably awful because DeSantis, you know, they think he's going to run for president, etc. potentially. So, you know, the haters are out there in these egg accounts. So, all that but nonsense at least Facebook aside, is yeah. Down. yeah, at least Facebook <laughs> is down, right? Maybe that's what God's doing. He's just trying to delete it all, spare us the nonsense. But definitely, <laughs> yeah. prayers up for the DeSantis family. And we'll be back here tomorrow uh, with more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. We'll see you then. <laughs>